Good morning, um, beautiful women of God. I wanted to get on here. It's not Wednesday as I would normally do the normal podcast, but I've definitely had some stuff on my heart. I want to start with just praying. Um, I feel like there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on in our life and a lot of uncertainty. So, um, Heavenly Father, I just come to you today, Lord, and I commit all my days and all my life and all my ways to you, Father God. I give you thanks and glory for this day. I give you thanks and glory for this opportunity to minister to whoever needs to hear this or will stumble upon this, Lord Jesus. Let it minister to the hearts of the broken. Let it lift up. Let it give understanding and peace, Father God. As these are troubled times, Lord, we know that you know about these times, Lord. And I pray that you give encouragement, peace, and blessings through this message, Lord. Lord, I humbly commit myself to you, and I say, just use me as the vessel, not my words, but your words be spoken through this podcast. May this be edifying to you and give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I wanted to start off by saying, um, yesterday was a very uneasy day for me. I just... I woke up happy, I woke up rejoicing in the Lord that I woke up to another day, that I have the breath of life and His Spirit that lives inside me, but I just felt off, almost a little grumpy. Um, And I didn't want to be like that. It was something like I couldn't shake. And maybe it's because I wasn't able to have my time with God in the morning. I woke up a little late. The night before, the kids were um, not wanting to go to sleep. It was just, it was a really off night the night before. And I find that, you know, prayer is very, very important. Um, Our battle, God's word said, is not against flesh or blood. It's not against that. It's against the principalities and it's the heavenly realms. And when you try to get closer to God, because everyone's born with a purpose, just as God created you and formed you in the womb, you have a purpose and a purpose and a calling on your life. But just as we have been intricately knitted by God with a purpose and a calling on our life to not only accept Christ, but to live and walk in his ways. The enemy, who the word says, comes around like a prowling lion, and his determination is to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, he's studied us too. He knows our high points. He knows our weak points. He knows how he he could get into our mind. That's why we're instructed to wear the armor of God. That's why we're instructed to crucify our flesh every day, to live and be um, be led by the spirit. And, you know, we are to remember that we're not of the world, that we're set apart. Um, but we're also to guard our heart and guard our mouth because everything stems from the heart <clears throat> the good, the bad, everything. So, I've been feeling very, you know, I, 
at peace most of the time, but yesterday was a very, very difficult day for me. And, you know, I don't watch the news anymore because my hope and my peace and God is still on the throne and whatever the world says, that's the world. I am not of this world anymore. I'm set apart and I'm with God and he is the one that leads me and guides me through my day. So I try not to watch the news, but my husband told me that we really need to see because my business is LA County and there's new restrictions and orders because of COVID. And as far as COVID, COVID was no surprise to God. God knew that this was happening. God knew this was going to happen. Now we can, um, we have to abide by the rules. Yes, but we have to find and put our trust into where our hope lies and our hope should lie in the Lord. And with that being said, um, the new restrictions are, I am not considered an essential business. And if cases keep going up, we most likely will go into another shelter in place order. And my flesh was pulling for me. I could feel the battle between spirit and flesh. My spirit was saying, I've always, because God's spirit lives in me, has been saying, I've always provided for you. I've never let you go without, even when you never knew me, even when you were an enemy to me. I still provided you with everything that you could possibly need because I loved you and I was waiting on you to love me back. Now, how much more do I love you now that you've accepted me and you walk with me and you're obedient to me? I'll always provide for you. I'll never let you go without. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And that's the spirit. That's my confidence. That's my foundation in Christ. And I know this because his word is truth. God's promises, his word, it's all right there for us to go to. But my flesh was saying, well, what if this happens? What if I lose my business of eight years? What if I can't come back from this? This is going to take me down. I'm a small business. I can't qualify for some of these loans. I don't have enough staff. You know, all these things were circulating in my head. And it circulated me to be in my flesh, be snappy, lean on my own understanding, stress eat, just be a big ball of nerves, which God says to rest in him. And his word says, cast all your cares on me because I care for you. But his word also says, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, to just cast everything over to him. He's going to lead my path. He knows this is happening. This is no surprise. But how many times do we get caught up in our moments, our emotions, our uh, offenses to people? And I was looking at my daughter's sleep. Very sleepless night for me. And instead of getting on Facebook or going to the news, I decided to change the atmosphere, put on worship music, get in the word, do my devotional, doing it a little bit early, but I've got my time with him. Then when I finally fall back asleep and I wake up, I'm going to praise him and I'm going to thank him for this day because it's a glorious day and I will rejoice in it because I'm alive. I'm awake. I have shelter. 
I have food enough for today, and I'm going to pray the Lord's Prayer. How many times do we go to prayer, but it's, Lord, I need you for this. Lord, I need you for that. We need to start changing our thinking, and we need to start changing it to, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the provision that sh- that I'm going to see in the next couple weeks. Thank you, Lord, for the good health report that I'm going to receive. Thank you, Lord, that I'm beating um, the anxiety, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for me finally overcoming my depression. Thank you, Lord, for reconciliation in my family, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the family that doesn't know you, that's going to know you, Lord, because I praise you for that. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to me to minister to other people. You see what I mean, ladies? We have to have a thankful heart full of gratitude. And when we wake up in gratitude and we wake up in confidence knowing that our God goes before us and we live with grace and gratitude in our hearts and let that reside in our hearts, then we're making a way for God to do what what He is more than capable to do. Because our burdens of our finances we can't fix our burdens of our fine of of our our family issues we can't fix without god now some may be fixed right away and some may be years down the road but everything's in god's perfect timing relationship issues i've been married for almost 4 years and there are times where i i i'm just at my wit's end but i know that I can't keep praying, Lord, change him, change him, change him to the man of God I need him to be. I needed to realize and wake up one day and be like, you know what, Lord? It's not about me. And it's not about him. It's all about you. It's giving you glory. It's giving you honor. Father God, I commit my days. I commit my ways to you. I commit my life to you, Lord. Build my relationship with you. Lead me, Lord. That's his son. He's going to fix him. He's going to change him. In his timing, that's his relationship with God. Now, that doesn't mean I can't pray for my husband. That just means I need to do me for a little bit. I need to focus on my relationship with Christ. And when we stop looking forward at what we see in the day-to-day, what we see in our lives, what we see in front of us, because our eyes are flesh, and we start asking to see things through the eyes of the Lord, and we focus up instead of facing front or looking back at our past, because our past does not define us. We are no longer our past. Once you accept Christ, you die to your old self. For me, that old Sheree is gone. The enemy will try to remind us day after day, well, you were this and you were that and you used to do this and you used to do that. I am no longer that. I am a new creation in Christ and he loves me and I am forgiven and I am cleansed of my sins and I walk in righteousness and I have royal blood running through my veins because I am one with the Father. I am his daughter and he loves me. And I noticed when I started, and I have to realign myself, it's not a, it's going to happen and, you know, everything's fine. Being a Christian is hard because now you have the Holy Spirit inside you that 
lovingly convicts you of things that you used to do aren't fun anymore. And your battles are more because now you're seeing the spiritual realm and you're seeing the attacks. But we do have authority. We need to stand in our authority. But we also need to give thanks for our trials. Being a Christian isn't easy and that doesn't mean that you're going to go through life and, oh, I accepted Christ, now everything's going to be great. No, it's not. The best part about it is you accepted Christ, because, but anything that he's bringing you to, he's going to bring you through. Because as long as you invite him into it, you're walking hand in hand with the Lord Almighty that has overcome death, risen up from the grave, and conquered everything. The battle's been won. Just as Christ suffered, and he was persecuted, and he was... He was treated badly. We need to, we have to have gratitude and understand that we're also going to be persecuted and we're going to be, have our faith thrown in our face when, well, you're supposed to be a Christian. Why, you know, why do you have this then? We're going to endure trials just as Christ endured trials, but we're not going to go through it alone. We got our father. We've got our daddy there. We've got our big brother there. He's going with us on this. And when you look up in that relationship, you build it and it's getting stronger and it's building on a firm foundation. Then you can go and everything else around you starts changing. Your light, your presence with the Lord, your relationship with the Lord that you're building stronger. And I'm getting like, I could feel like the Holy Spirit in this place. You're building that relationship. You're building it up with him. Then everything around you is a trickle effect because that light, the eye is a lamp to the soul. That spirit, that light is just going to exude off you. That joy is going to exude off you. You're not going to be stuck in the depression. You're not going to be stuck in the why me. You're not going to be stuck in the self-pity. You're not going to be stuck in all of it because you are more than a conqueror in Christ. Take up your righteousness. Stand firm in the word, which is truth. And walk in confidence and Praise God that you're going through the trials because it's building endurance. It's faith training because it's a testimony. It's a story. It's something that's going to help someone else. Because for me, there's not, I'm not the only Sheree. There's going to be another one that's going to go through this, that's going through the same thing. And I'm going to lovingly be able to minister to that person. And they're going to see the love of Christ. And this is how we lead people. To know God. To accept Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. Think of all the apostles. Right? All the apostles were kind of messed up. I mean, King David also was a little bit messed up. Paul, which was at one time Saul persecuting Christians, was one of his most devout apostles preaching his word. God wants the broken. Too many people think, well, I've done this and I've done that and I'm not a good person. And well, let me clean myself up, Lord, and let me do all this before, you know, I come to you. No, God wants you broken. He wants you messed up. 
He wants you just what you think you're a ball of emotions, a wreck, just downright a mess. He wants it. He wants you. He loves you. He's known everything about you. When you commit and you submit your life and everything that you are, then he can do a mighty work in you. And it's baby steps. And sometimes he'll advance us more in areas of our lives. I have to say this. I've always struggled with anger. And I've always had um, a very short temper. And I've asked for years. I feel like someone needs to hear this. I've asked for years and I'm just sharing this and I'm being very candid and it's, you know, very, it's, I hope this helps someone. I've let my emotions control my life because I go in it with such a passion. When I love, I love with such a passion. When I work, I work with passion. When I'm angry, I'm angry with a passion. And I've asked God for years to take the anger away from me. I don't want to be an angry person. That I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to just pop off for no reason. Um... And he always said, my grace is sufficient. No matter how much I, I just was like, Lord, take it from me. And he would not take it from me. But he told me one day and was confirmed through a pastor I was watching on YouTube. Take that affliction and turn it around and use it for God's, God's glory. So... I get angry, but I'm going to, I ask God, Lord, take that anger, make it a righteous anger for your kingdom because there's anger, fleshly anger, and there's righteous anger for things that are going on in the world and make me a Mordecai, Lord, make me as Mordecai prayed, make me a strong intercessor, give me spiritual discernment to pray against things in the heavenly realms that are attacking our world and our children and our future children's children and people that are living in darkness, Lord, that need to be brought to light, that your lost sheep, help me turn that anger and help me pray fervently. And he has. And I want you to know what you find a weakness, what you find a thorn in your side is maybe a gift God's giving you. Turn it around. Be, be thankful for it and say, Lord, how can, if you're not going to take this from me, how can you use this to glorify your kingdom? Maybe um, you take offense easily or you're very sensitive easily. Ask the Lord to take the sensitivity and give it discernment. Turn it to discernment on what to pray for. And get in a quiet place, whether it's in your vehicle, whether it's in the shower, whether it's in the late night hours when no one is no one is awake, ask God, 
invite him in. Rejoice, be thankful, wake up with a song of praise. Change your atmosphere in your home. Pray Psalm 91 over your home, over everyone in it. Pray the Lord's protection. And remember that you're loved. And just because you go through certain seasons or you go through certain days, I had a bad day yesterday, that doesn't define this new day. Why? God's grace is sufficient. God's given me new grace and new mercy for today. Today's a new day and I will rejoice in the Lord and I will thank Him for all things. And maybe when you're laying in bed, pray His prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And commit your day to the Lord like that. So many days we want to pray that the day goes our way and we're setting ourselves up for discouragement with a phone call we didn't get, a check in the mail we didn't get, finances don't look that great because it's the first of the month. Thank God for what you have in your bank account. Thank Him for the blessings that are happening. Thank Him and commit your day to Him. He's given you so much to live for. He died upon the cross. If He died upon the cross for one person, it's you. Live your life loving and rejoicing and thanking the Lord today. Get up. Rise up. Give thanks. Praise Him. Sing to Him. And ask that His will be done today. And you know what? Sometimes that's a scary prayer, but remember, you are not in control. Because God is on the throne and he is and forevermore in control. When you give up control, you you give up and you surrender. And now let's see, now you get to see the miracle of God moving not only in your life, but the people around you and everyone you come in contact with. So I want you to be encouraged today, ladies, and I'm going to pray this out and I'm going to praise God. I'm going to sing to him. I'm going to have my own concert in my own living room. And I'm going to praise him for how faithful and how good he is. And I'm going to rest in his promises. And I find my confidence in him. And I want you guys to be blessed. Just be blessed today. Be blessed that you have air in your lungs. And he's bringing you to another day. And take today as an adventure with God. Notice the beauty, whether it's you go outside and you see the fall leaves or you see the mountains. I can see the mountains from the apartments where I live. And I thank God. Thank you, Lord, for those mountains. Thank you, Lord, for these beautiful trees. Thank you, Lord. I look at pine cones on the ground and I think, wow, you formed these. The bends in the trees. The w- feeling the wind across my face. How gently it touches it. And I feel and I I sometimes think that's God. 
Be thankful for what you have today, ladies. Rejoice because he is good. He's going to bring you through this season. You're more than a victor. Remember that. Walk hand in hand with him. And you're accelerating. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the encouragement and the ministering to the hearts, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercies every single day. I pray, Lord, blessings upon each woman listening today. I pray that they wake up with a, a new pep in their step, Lord, and a new song on the praise on their lips, Lord. What the medical report says, Lord, you have the final say. You're the doctor. You're the lawyer. You're the judge. You're the jury. You're the president. You're a banker. You're a healer. You're our father. You're the great I am. You're Yahweh. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're Jehovah Rapha. You're Jehovah Shalom. But most of all, you are Lord and Savior to our lives, and we give you thanks and glory. Because without you, we would not be here. Without you, we would not know the love of the Father. So thank you, Lord, for tearing that veil. Thank you for full access to the Father. Thank you for the sacrifice you made on the cross. And thank you for the identity that these women are finding in you. Let them have a hunger and thirst for you that is never quenched. And let them have eyes to see what you see. Not what the world sees, but what you see. Ears to hear your still, small voice. Quiet down the noise around them. And let them hear your still, small voice. Let them have a heart that beats in tune with yours. Give them a passion to do your will and to do your work on this earth. Our time is short here. Let them remember where they store up their treasures. It's not on earth. It's not on material things, but it's in heaven. And let them be an encouragement to someone that needs to know the love of God today. I praise you and I give you all the glory, all the thanks, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, ladies. Have a wonderful day. Be encouraged. Christ goes before you.